0: You're listening to the All In Podcast with your hosts, Shane and Blake, giving you a new perspective on the dental industry. Are you ready to go all in? Let, let, let's, do let's do
1: this. Let's do this.
0: Welcome to the All In Podcast. The podcast brings you a new perspective on the dental industry. I'm Shane McElroy, and per usual, I'm joined by Blake McClellan. What's going on, Blake? Your intros are a lot better than mine. I hate doing the intro. Yeah, you're not good at it. You're good at a lot yeah. of things, but intros are not one of not those thing. things, sir. That's all right.
1: I'm. I'm not, I don't have it. I don't have it. That's What's up, right. man? Day, uh, eight, you know, losing nine, my mind. Day ten of the quarantine. What is it?
0: Yeah, I don't even know. It's all sort of melting together at this point. So, it is what it is, my friend. Good news is we're a little it.
1: bit closer to the start. what's that i said we're a little bit closer to the beginning of everything again starting all over going back to dentistry life as normal like i i was really excited today i was thinking about like a nice spring day a brisket on the the grill cold beer hanging out with some friends at the house like yeah and then you look outside and it's all rainy and gloomy (laughs) yeah right (laughs) at least it is down here i don't know about you atlanta's like a monsoon right now um it's it's just never ending they said that actually this spring i think like the midwest all the way down to the southeast is supposed to get like a lot of like flooding or whatever so yeah this spring is going to be bad for everybody
0: with just what we needed at this time is to add another wrench in there but hey good news then our number one fan is officially flying home right now to atlanta
1: Oh, from Um, where? Where did they end up docking at?
0: They disembarked in Hawaii and I believe they connected in LA and they had, I think, had like private flights or something. Norwegian booked them flights. Um, Norwegian has been pretty good about everything. They're paying for literally almost everything.
1: Um, What a nightmare.
0: Yeah, it's been crazy. Um, But yeah, she's finally getting back. That's been over a month. She's been gone two weeks stuck on the ship. So no, no stops or anything like that where they were allowed to get off. So they're pretty quarantined. The only problem is now they're more at risk. The two older ladies, I won't say old, my mother and mother-in-law, more at risk getting home now than they were on the ship. So there'll be another quarantine period for them once they get home. But I think they're just glad to be on dry ground. Man, what a
1: nightmare. I'm ready. I'm yeah. ready, Like I said, I'm ready for life to kind of just normalize. Like I'm just so tired of the everything, obviously, as we all are. I mean, fortunately, we're not in a hospital bed or whatever, but – I want to talk dentistry again. I never thought I'd miss talking about teeth more than I do now. <laughs> I know. But one good thing though is I've connected again with new and more people than ever
0: before because we've had the time. Your amazing idea of doing some of the um, the virtual uh, happy hours through the podcast. That was awesome. We did that with a bunch of doctors, including um, one of our guests who's coming on today. And then with yesterday we did it with some reps and executives from across the country from multiple companies, kind of agnostic implant dentistry drinking it was it was
1: it was funny you know it's like we did the dentist one first and it was a bunch of uh humor banter and savages just hanging out and talking smack and then we did the one with all these different reps and business people i was expecting it to be the same and it was very like professional and talking about like how do you help doctors out in this time like it was it was a different definitely a different dialogue but um I love sure. it, man. We're going to do another, some more. I had someone asking today if we could do another one for just, you know, a new group. Uh, yeah. And we do the virtual yoga and stuff like that, but I like it, man. The technology has been the best thing during this time. I mean, it, it's the way that we'll, the resources that we have now and the things that we can use to our discretion without, you know, having a high investment, it's, it's awesome now. You can do these virtual meetups. You can do, you know, uh, Instagram launch today a feature where you can watch content together on Instagram. So multiple people can tune in like a group watch party on Instagram. That's not, cool. Not sure how much it'll get used, but it's cool. Well,
0: I think if it's going to get used, now's the time, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. We're all bored. So, <laughs> that yeah, That is true. But why don't you go ahead and re- introduce our guest because I'm actually really excited to have him because I got to know him over the last few weeks really well.
1: Yeah. Uh, um, Clockwork Orange, um, Stanley Kubrick, <laughs> my friend here with his uh, amazing web... <laughs> Backdrop, his wallpaper, or whatever. But I I met him, uh, Dr. Phil Walton on on Instagram, of course. Like I met everybody. You mean Uncle Phil Walton? Uncle Phil Walton, and uh, that's just creepy. Um, and then you know I got him to come out to Dia this year, and you know we've just known each other so well. I think through Instagram it just makes you feel like you're, you've known people personally, when really I just know his profile. So he's probably some weird guy in behind the scenes, but uh, he's definitely a weird guy. But that's cool. The dude is probably one of the most talented uh, perios I know, and uh, he's a, he's hilarious, and you know he's done a lot of good things up there in Canada where I didn't know dentistry actually still happened. Um, they do that up there, apparently. But so uh, but no, man. Uh, I don't, I'm just gonna ramble on. But let's bring in Phil Walton, man. What's up? What's up to you? you? Hey guys, uh, just
2: it's just me s- sitting silently in the background. I don't know the rules of the podcast. You can do so whatever,
0: whatever you do, want, like,
2: buddy. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure what to do. <laughs> it's true. I mean, listen. Canada is like we're still living in igloos here, so it's it's just. Uh, it's dentistry is a really a new finding for us. Actually. It's, it's very different in this country than you guys are used to. <laughs> where
0: where in Canada are you, Phil?
2: <laughs> I'm in Toronto, Toronto, Ontario. Blake um, thought it was all, what'd you
0: call was, him? I thought there was just like one big state for all of Canada.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. I thought that was just it. It's just Canada, right? right it is. We're just, an ex- we're just an extension. <laughs> yeah. <pretty
2: much>. Um, <laughs> hence waiting for your guy just to pull the trigger and, uh, and and kind of shut everything down so our guy can follow in this. In Careful this what side. you
0: say with Trump and pull the trigger, my friend.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's true. No, no literal pun intended. Yeah, yeah, I like how Trudeau's wife gets it, and they still haven't even really uh, shut things down, I guess. I guess you, But you said today, they're doing more of a, like a voluntary kind of. It's down. supposed
2: to be a form. It's supposed to be a, it's, it was, they, they did say non essential businesses are supposed to be closed formally as of tomorrow at midnight and they sent out the list today but as i was saying to like shane before you popped on i was chatting with blake and uh, the list that came through was like beyond exhaustive where it kind it was almost a little bit discouraging because it was like literally everything fell under uh so-called essential which was weird to me like every lawyer accountant plumber yeah. trade convenience store, you name it. It was on the list. You can stay open. And it didn't even really say when possible, try and kind of work from home. It was just like,
0: especially for like an accountant and attorney, oh, it, like they're happy to charge you over the phone just as much as they are.
2: I, I, I don't get it. Like my, my sister-in-law is a lawyer my father-in-law is an accountant. I just was like, "Why are you guys going down to these big buildings? It makes absolutely well, no sense." Out. Like on on our, on our version of Wall Street, based or just. But anyways,
0: and I thought Canadians were so, yeah. smart and sensible people. They're kind and.
2: and you would think, I know. Just uh, we say sorry a lot, but that's about it. So I don't know. So, it's uh, ho- hopefully it'll be it will be shut down sooner than later, so we can all go back to normal life.
1: Well, I think that's the big question, right? When does it end? I mean, when do you think the day is that we walk out of our house, the sun is shining, and we skip to work and you know start humming songs on our way there? When, when is that? Is is it end of April or <laughs> is it May? Like, when do we get back to normal? I wish, I wish I had the answer, my friend. I I think we're, I think we got a couple of months
2: anyhow. Personally, Uncle, Uncle that Phil's being-
0: gonna lose his mind in that office. So, people who view, you, you this is a podcast, you obviously can't see, but. Phil is doing this in a room right now where the wallpaper looks like the backdrop of like Nickelodeon's Double Dare or something like that. It's trippy as hell. It's really kind of cool. Are you just doing a bunch of shrooms in there or something? (laughs)
2: Like what's going on? Exactly. Wait, did I I say that it was my son's old room? I really meant it was like the the mushroom tea den actually (laughs) is is, is what it is.
1: (laughs) No, it definitely is a –
2: Coyote, you name it, whatever else is, is, it's all going on in this. this is the, <laughs> the, the icing
1: on the cake was the white turtleneck to go with it. Like that was, <laughs> that, was, that was, <laughs> it. was mock neck. Sorry. Let's, let's call it what it was. A mock neck. Uh, no, no, man. I think it's, it, you know, it's funny that we're all kind of, we're actually more connected now than we were a month ago with a lot of people. Absolutely. You know, we're all sitting there doing Absolutely. these virtual chats. We're all connecting more. And I think the biggest complaint yeah. for people with social media and like, you know, kind of putting their clinical work out there. So I was like, well, I don't have the time. And it's like, well, you, you do now. Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: my problem is that as you guys know from kind of my entrance into Instagram and and really what I do on there was I didn't really, I, first of all, I didn't really know about Instagram until about a year and a half ago. And when I mean, I didn't know about it. I mean, I literally, I'm definitely, I, I don't think I fall into millennial category. I'm like 38 years old, but, uh, Phil, I, we, we fall in like, the very
0: tail end of it. I'm 38 as well. So
2: Yeah. So like, I really actually am kind of disconnect with social media. And uh, all I knew about it was kind of like, it's this place for, you know, teenagers (laughs) to, to kind of interact. I honestly thought it's like, this is like for Kim Kardashian, people on vacation show their babies. And on a more at home perspective, my wife, who is an interior designer, was always, you know, ignoring me while she shuffled through it. And like quite obsessively. And I always was like, you need to get off of that, etc. She was like, I'm working, I'm working, I'm working. As she scrolled through, I was like, what the fuck is she talking about? <laughs> like she's working. And anyway, I mean, flash forward, what happened to me was that she kind of told me to get on it because we had a kid and whatever else. And, you know, you can see people, you can share. So somewhat begrudgingly, I, I downloaded the app. And because social media and the internet knows everything about you, I started to get, you know, suggestions. But the suggestions were dental related as opposed to just, you know, friends, including, you know, guy dental like Sasha's thing and Picos Institute and these various other guys who I admire. And I thought, whoa, like I these legitimate world-renowned guys, or at least their their groups, are on Instagram. And so I started following them and I would actually ask them questions, and sometimes, not always, I actually got T- like relatively timely response. Like I I would ask, what suture are you using? I'm using this suture. And I thought, well, this is crazy. Like I would pay $5,000 to be in a room with Sasha Jovanovich and someone on the other end is responding to me with an answer to a suture. Isn't that kind of crazy say.
0: though, Phil? Like we've talked about it this was, before. It, it's like as a rep.
2: Insanity. Yeah, as a
0: rep, like reaching out to like these big clinicians. If I did that via email or phone, like they're not going to respond. But somehow doing yep. it through the DM they'll respond every time yeah. it's this very interesting thing and and i don't have an answer why i wonder what the psychology is behind that it's it's great though
2: it's a different forum and and uh um it's it's a weird kind of so it's a kind of like a weird safe place and i talk about with matt and israel about this how obviously there's trolls emerging um and and they always tell me because they're kind of ahead of the curve on me with this stuff they were just like you know, Facebook apparently is more known for bashing in the forums oh, yeah. that exist there. And they were like, well, you know, these guys that are, that are kind of coming out and trolling, he, they were saying, you know, Instagram's just not the place for it. And I kind of agree with that. Not that you ever want to be that person, but it's, it is, you know, they say there's no such thing as a stupid question. People do feel a very kind of safe place to Instagram. It's like a, it is, like you joked about me maybe being just a total psycho. The first time I (laughs) met Israel, Israel invited me, Israel invited me literally to his place in Washington because he was having Joe Kahn, who was one of his mentors, who to me was like a guy I would never meet my entire life short of seeing him on the big podium. And he said, why don't you come down? I'm having him come speak to my 20 referrals. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like we've been talking on Instagram, this is obscure. And so I actually flew down with my family and he like had us over, like it was like we had didn't know each other for five minutes. Uh, I, we went to his house. He had us over for you know wine and cheese with my wife and my kid. My kid was playing with his kids, and we were joking. His wife's like, "How did you not know that this guy you were inviting into our home from Canada is not a serial killer?" <laughs> He's kid, from Canada, right? it's like He's fine. The, the, <laughs> the, the, the Canada part was the biggest issue that she was concerned. <laughs> He's Canadian, though. So, no. So, but but I mean, it has this weird sense. So for me. I started doing. I just said, you know what? I'm gonna maybe. I'm just gonna start a uh, a, a profile because some guys were saying, "Sorry, man, I don't want to respond to you. You're like a private um, profile," which I didn't really even know the difference. So I started at Dr. Phil Walton, and really, like I always tell you guys, I just kind of throw muck at the wall was my thought. I was just like, I'm a busy guy. I'm just gonna show my days and uh, you know be a little more. Uh, transparent about the trials and tribulations of what dentistry I think are for most of us, even though it's maybe somewhat unspoken. And and it wasn't like there was no intention there to, you know, brand it in that direction or anything like that. It's like this is literally the way I talk to patients, the way I talk to colleagues, the way I lecture, the way I operate. And I guess in the same way that Instagram can unfortunately, on the personal side of things, be a bit of a farce. Uh, you know, people showing their toes dipped in the blue water of an ocean, like that's their real life driving fast, fancy cars. Unfortunately, I think dental Instagram is getting a little bit of that as well, where people think there's too much perfect being shown, too many perfect cases, not enough reality. I think that's so bouncing that, back there. I'm kind seeing of my, a lot of failure cases my,
0: coming now, you know?
2: it It is. And it's funny, I get more traction when I show like a case that's mediocre, or like a problem, people are like, hurrah, hurrah, you know, applauding versus like a great outcome these days, because it's like, there's some sort of um, nobleness, if you will, to, to doing that. So that was just, I didn't intend to go in that direction. I just wanted people to have like a I guess just a candid view of what my daily practice life looks like. And that's why I abuse the story function. Cause like, I don't come up with posts very well. I find them more trying um, to like formulate it and word it and everything. When I'm doing my stories during the day, I'm just like post, 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 post. It's like stream of thought, a stream of consciousness. And and that's it. That's
1: it. Yeah. So,
0: but I think that's what people
1: like too. And you've, you've been signature for, for showing your casework. I know one time I posted one, and then there, there was it was a controversial case. I'm trying to remember what it was. Was it Trefoil? Was it Trefoil? <laughs> yeah, uh, I actually it, have some it, questions for you on it that. Was a, little a, bit. It was like a five year follow up. Sure. Um, but anyways, we had posted, and there was like some controversy there. But people, you may see uh, occasionally a, a, a keyboard warrior, you know, kind of make an abrasive comment at first, but sure. then they usually come back around. It creates good conversation. Whereas, I think the Facebook side of things is just more polarized. But I do like the fact that you like mm-hmm. sharing your follow up work because it, it is about glamorizing the bloody content that that is what gets the most likes a full flap with a you know as you're about three threads mm-hmm. shy of getting the implant fully placed and, and that so kind of stuff it, it, it is what it it's what gets it the is. Likes. listen
2: I get I I'm guilty I get off on that as well <laughs> like it's like I I, lo- I love it there's no doubt about it so I won't I won't I I certainly don't dislike that. I, I think it's great. I love the photography and the documentation. I just think it's nice when you actually can slide the post to the left, swipe to the left and see what actually happened. Um, and, and things like that. Cause it's, it's, it's helpful to everyone. So I, I have an
0: interesting, I've got a question for you. Um, mm-hmm. Blake, uh, more of a statement of Blake. Like I found out that if I had ever gone back to dental school and specialized in something, I would definitely be a periodontist. And the reason I know this now is because you know my sense of humor, slightly perverted, slightly, I think, try to make jokes out of everything, a little bit weird. What I've noticed- That's what,
2: that's what periodontists are known for. Yeah,
0: I was going to ask you this. Why is it, and I'm finding this more with these these virtual happy hours. You know, you got guys, Curry Levitt, David Wong, Israel Putterman, Matt Fine, obviously Uncle Phil Walton. Um, I have never seen- and laughed so much at these perverted, hilarious jokes that I can't share with everybody. But why is it that perios are so freaking weird, just like me?
2: I think you got to. I think you've got to buy a sample size, there, man. I'll tell you that the majority of perios that I know in my city that I trained with, they're dry as they come. Uh, but maybe the guys who just, I guess, uh, kind of come together or found each other. <laughs> Are, is for that reason, is very much for that reason, if you will. Like there's a reason all of us are kind of crazy, attracts crazy, is that what as it as is? <laughs> in, yourself included, I suppose. Uh, right? So, I mean, it's like whatever it is. So, but I don't think that I, I would love that to be the, uh, the kind of stereotype of a periodontist, but for the most part, I think that we're known more as kind of tight ass pedestal specialists uh who kind of you know put down the general dentist and (laughs) think that we're we're we're, you know some sort of exception or something like that uh i I, i'm glad that that's the perception that you have of me that i'm that i'm a creep that's great (laughs) i said that we're creeps
0: buddy we're creeps i love this shit (laughs) Um, I didn't realize how funny Putterman was too. Cause I didn't know him at all. And I've got to talk to oh, him a bunch. That dude is hilarious. He
2: is, doesn't look it on the surface. Uh, likewise. I agree. He's super crazy. Like dry sense of humor. Like his, he loves Larry David. Oh, yeah. uh, I don't know if you're like a Kirby enthusiasm fan. He's a very much like that kind of a guy. Like it's like, un you don't, you don't really see it. He's not like a crazy, joking, extroverted, loud kind of guy, but boy, he's he sneaks them in there. Good.
0: Oh yeah. He's incredible.
1: Yeah. And very creepy. <laughs> yeah.
0: He's got the creepy yeah, stuff. Yeah. You know, too,
1: but all, it's so all, funny. all the dialogue came from the Perios in that chat room. Like,
0: <laughs> Earl Surgeon's being silent in the back. I don't know what's <laughs> up with that. That's usually not the case.
1: Yeah,
2: when has that ever happened? Exactly. <laughs> <Never>. <laughs> <laughs> ever. So,
1: let me ask you this about the digital side. Like I know I, I've i had a lot of experience with the companies that just don't understand the value of Instagram right now. And I think it's the mm-hmm. new main podium. I think it's the new medium for dentistry because after this Corona wave, I'm pretty sure that the conferences are going to drastically decline the sizes are going to go down we're going to see consolidation you know they are already dying to begin with and then you add that they all had to shut down overnight i think that that, that's going Mm -hmm. to cause some issues so are you seeing brands start embracing this the social platform are they starting to treat uh someone with the largest instagram following the same that as they would treat someone on the main podium like what's the vibe when you're in yeah, I think they're
2: starting to. I think they're starting to recognize it. And like with anything, there's going to be those that are kind of early adopters and others that are later to the game. But uh, and then you've got some guys or companies who are kind of like classic or traditional or truists, I think because in the same way, there there is still a division. I think that the big podium and the conferences is still somewhat maybe viewed as like more legitimate or highbrow. You know, it's it's a bit of like an old boys club with those. Like I've started my speaking in the last couple of years um, at a not higher level, but like I'm trying to really hustle kind of from the ground up with it. And a lot of that is through trying to get to these conferences. And I know the good speakers and the big speakers. I've now just spent obviously a lot of energy on Instagram. So it's been helpful because it's kind of meshing at the same time. And when I speak now on the podium at the end, when I thank everyone, I actually put up as my point of contact, my handle and I actually put up the big Instagram uh, logo initially and ask people, do you know what this logo is? And like put a raise your hand if you're on Instagram and raise your hand. If you have a personal account or a professional account, and most people are kind of like laughing still at this stage And uh, then I give them the story that I gave you guys how I wasn't on it, didn't know about it, felt the same way, this is now my piece. And I normally say that I, I end with kind of agreeing with what you just mentioned, Blake, which is that I do believe to some degree, maybe it's not tomorrow or a year from now, but I think that Instagram is becoming kind of the future of continuing education, whether it's through platforms like yours on Implant Compare, which are, you know, kind of people are being trafficked towards that, or just uh, you know, look at Matt in Israel with get your GBR on. I think that these guys have really revolutionized and, and kind of advantaged um, this the connections they've made with people and how they've showcased their work. And for me, uh, Shane, you know, you're you're in a territory rep. I've ha- I have had I have a lot of reps that follow me or a lot of implant people that follow me and have asked me to come speak in Different places yep. through seeing my work on Instagram, which is wild, and that probably happened for the first time about a year ago. Someone's like, It was a, a Nobel rep from Oklahoma, and he was like, You're kind
1: of fresh. What's
2: his like, name? Give him I some feel love. Like, uh, um, oh, I forget his name because he's Nobel Oklahoma. I think it's he Ryan, really know yeah,
1: yeah. it's Ryan, isn't it? I believe,
2: yeah, and also, I and, and um, uh, another one from Indi- Indianapolis, um. And um, uh, another one from – I was supposed to go April 24th down to, to Michigan. Uh, Lisa Thompson is her name. She saw me on Instagram, but there are a handful of these uh, people. Yeah, and, and I think, of course, Phil, to that point it, it, too,
0: it's, it's we talk about this all the time. I don't think a lot of people realize that when it comes to paying people to come in to do study clubs, things like that, the inmates run the asylum. Everybody wanted to talk to the CEO or the COO, or it, but it's not that. You really have to be with the reps. They get to make that call most of the time. It's their budget to spend, sure. and so I think by connecting with reps instead of blowing them off, and I think that's a lot that's happened a lot more through Instagram. Man, that's a lot of money in your pocket too. I mean, we talked to David Wong about like he likes doing study clubs because there's less work and you get paid as opposed to like these big yeah. podium things yeah. where you don't. Right? It's the honor. It's yeah. Not that it's not filling up your wallet though. So. Can you take everybody – so, Blake, when I met Phil at DIA, he – it was so funny. We had never met in person, and I was like, hey, what's up, man? Because your hair was kind of crazy. You'd just gotten in. You had like 15 connecting flights and got screwed a bunch of times. It was the most roundabout way – too. I think
2: I, you know what? I think I had COVID.
1: <laughs> yeah. You might've had, you might've been patient. I don't, know, I don't know what
2: disease I had. It took me a, like a month. I knocked it off and got it back. Like I swear to God, I think that was it.
0: Oh, well I, I knew you were going to be in Toronto or New York or something. I was reaching. Out, I was like, Hey man, if you got time, I'd love to just hang out with you. And, and then you started spitting mm. off your schedule to me. Will you tell everybody kind of <laughs> the last two months, what your schedule was supposed to be? So people know how hard you're. Yeah. Busting so your it's ass?
2: like, as I, as I sit in the, uh, in the Nickelodeon room, so. <laughs> Um, at at one point in time, I don't know what hour of the night it was where you start to order random shit from Amazon. Um, I ordered a whiteboard for myself, kind of old school. And I was like, you know, everyone talks about that mentality of, if you want to make things happen, if you write it down, there's an increased chance, et cetera. So whatever, I, I, I abide to that kind of cheesy mantra and went ahead and kind of created these two divisions of happening and make happen. And, uh, I'll just kind of walk over to it. But it was on the make happen end, by the way, Blake, uh, both you guys all in podcast was on there previous to the discussion of this as well as as well as implant compare. And I put implant compare on the list because I didn't know. I still don't know well enough. I mean, you've been lent me that futa dent a million years ago, which I have not put to use. That was part of it, but utilizing it for our practice, because I really think from what I know that it could be helpful to us from a channel standpoint. So that's just that was on kind of the make happen end of things, a bunch of others. But I was supposed to be, I did lecture February 12th. And the lectures that I do, they again they range from Uh, At the local level, it's usually through a rep or it may be like a group of practices that's trying to stimulate something within the practice. Um, But most of it is usually through reps or study clubs. And that's like kind of where I've started and still where I do a lot of my work. But then there's other bigger symposiums. So it's supposed to be I I did uh, a, a two day course. It's funny to think March 7th, 8th, I did my first ever two-day hands-on all-on-four course with nobel and that was like kind of sort of my big break uh i did it with a denturist which is something you guys don't have in the states but it's it's exists in canada someone her name is Susie maxwell and she's really big in in the all-on-four world she's done probably like a hundred thousand conversions she's really gifted and she's a great speaker and she's also a very attractive chick and she's like Cool to hang out with and drink and eat and whatever. Like everyone loves her. Um, she doesn't really show up on Instagram that much uh, professionally, but she's a, a machine. Anyway, so we had our big break. It's crazy to think March seventh, eighth. We must have just got away by the hair that we did that. You know, it was a full class, forty some odd people. Yeah, I, I saw the posts on and that.
0: I was that was really interesting yep. to me. Um,
2: it was it was awesome. And so then that brings us to actually the next thing was. You guys, all in podcast on the 24th. Is that still today? I don't even know it anymore. Is. I was supposed to do a lecture. We do, my my office does a lot of lecturing to local dentists to educate, but also to build referrals. So we were supposed to have one on the 28th and 29th. I think that's the Friday and Saturday. And then I was supposed to be off to the Nobel Symposium, April 16th to 18th in Vegas. And
1: that's canceled now, right?
2: It's canceled, and I was really excited about that. I wasn't speaking, but they were kind of being really nice. I was invited as their guest, so to speak. I was really just kind of jacked to just network and mingle with a whole lot of people I don't get to see in person. Uh, April 24th, I was supposed to be in Michigan for the Nobel rep that failed me on Instagram, actually. Um, the 25th, I was doing a pro-arch course for strawman here at our practice. Um, the sixth, Green I was and red. I know that's a whole, we can have a whole discussion about that if you want to, Uh, a a, a big DSO was going to have me on May 6th, May 2nd, I was supposed to go to Vancouver to lecture at the University of British Columbia, May 15th, 16th, I was just in the talks with hopefully going, Israel and Matt had invited me, they were going to do a different version of a get your GBR on with another group of guys from Spain that's been kiboshed. Um, and then I was with a group of oral surgeons on the 28th of May, the 29th of May, back at my practice, June 1st, what's called the Montreal's or Quebec's biggest meeting. Um, and then another, and then I was going to go to Straumann's immediacy symposium in June in Vegas. Uh, I mean, there was, you know, this virus may have saved
0: your marriage though.
2: (laughs) Well, it's. It's a funny thing, but my wife is crazy supportive, but this is, this was honestly going to be kind of like coming out party spring. Like I do a decent amount of
0: speaking, coming out party, speaking, coming out party, right? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Just to clarify, but it
2: was, it was really just, it was disheartening because these were some of these have been in the books because like people had been kind of hanging these carrots to me for a a year or two. And a lot of these conferences, you know, are planned way out. So it was like, it was, uh, it's too bad. I mean, I'm I'm obviously, I appreciate where we are now and there's bigger fish to fry, but I was really excited because I've failed that from the speaking, more speaking comes and more meeting people and Mm -hmm. everything like that. So it's, it's a hit. Well, you know, it's
1: speaking is not like a huge moneymaker, but it's a nice side revenue, right? It's something that a lot of us enjoy, but you do it as well to kind of have, pays for a vacation or whatever at the end of the year. And it sounds like from most of the speakers I've talked to, you know, not only did they get this black eye from their dental practice shutting down, now they lost the, all their speaking gigs got canceled, all the study clubs and all these other things. And so it, yeah. it was like a one-two punch. Yeah. I know my, I had a speaking gig in Vegas, like the 2nd of May or something like that. They got already, that got canceled like three days into this, even just getting started in the U.S.
0: But that's only because they heard him speak somewhere else and they were like, no, we're not doing That's <laughs> not worth it.
1: Not worth it. You just
2: use COVID as the scapegoat. <laughs> They're going to take um, Shane. They're going to take Shane and say Oh, they want a better speaker.
1: Lower the bar even more i heard he does them for free so <laughs> <laughs> i'm a whore <laughs> no i you know it's it's it is kind of it's, it's weird like when is it all kind of come back what we, we kind of started this podcast with it's like when do those study clubs start getting booked when do the conferences start getting booked again i know the dia guys we were talking like you know what is this uh, is this gonna have to be a decision we make are we gonna is this thing gonna go so long that we have to think about maybe not doing dia and i don't think it'll be that but still it, it, it was a thought i think you
0: geniuses there. will figure out a way to do it online if you can't do it in person i, I think there's nothing well, better than being in in person but i think <laughs> to your point earlier yeah, Phil, i
2: hope it's in person i think i think we're gonna offer yeah both. yeah i think we're gonna offer all things yeah, I mean, DIA of all things is really about the meet and greet. Like, that was like so the, cool. vibe, you know, the vibe that I felt Agreed. with it. Agreed. Like, it was kind of like- It's meeting I all get your friends
0: online. On Instagram in all the
2: time, yeah. right? So it's like, I, some of these guys, like you said, we feel like we have a friendship. We feel like we have a connection. This was the chance to actually, you know, share a drink with them, chat in person kind of thing, even though it was, it was overwhelming. What's like, that like, by the way? When,
1: like, when you come in and then you realize how many yeah. fans you have, right? Like what's that like? That personal. I don't really
2: think. I don't think I'm really at that level personally. Like you guys know, like followership wise, I think when I was there, I think I'm I was definitely on the low end. Uh, I think I had like six thousand irrelevant or like that. Like I'm not really I'm not really one of these crazy guys. Um, maybe with time, I'm eking my way to ten thousand, which is ten thousand like is hard as hell to talk. get
0: to. Now. And by the way, I'm not even close to that. It is hard to get to now with yeah. it, uh, with organically so the fact that you're even there starting you know a little over a year ago it doesn't matter been, about the number been, of it'll, it'll be though. two
2: years come stop no no for sure but like i like i said like i there's definitely i don't feel like i get it like a lot of the other guys get it but i know like i when i went to i went to boston in june to what's called the quintessence meeting and matt and me and israel kind of were hanging and like people were coming up to me the odd time but they were like going up to him and matt like the younger crew, the residents, especially like the younger cohort of like dentists and periodontists were like, it's implants, DC, it's finodontics. Like they were like very, you know, excited to see them. Like you said, it's the, it is the new big podium speaker. It is the new Picos. It's the new, whatever, like those guys are very recognizable if you're in that scene, but I bet you and maybe you guys would know the intel on this after having Mike comes Mike Picos come speak at your thing in terms of how he was received or not. Um, but more people probably recognize Israel yeah. and Matt that, than Mike Picos. That was, you know, like to me, Mike Picos is like kingdom come, right? Because I'm like kind of still a little bit more classic in my sense as a period on as going to a residency and taking that. Whereas a lot of people, I think it's just GPs are doing more and more and- this is a wonderful forum for them to learn it. It's not some crazy hierarchy thing.
1: No, I think you're right. And we saw that um, the doctors that are less engaged uh, with this platform and that try to outsource it uh, were not as received as well by the crowd. I mean, one thing about Instagram is they're very quick to judge you on if you're using your account for real or if you're trying to beat the algorithm. And if you're the type that's yeah, what does that go ahead? You guys need to tell me because, like I said,
2: and I I mean this, I'm not like this isn't like blowing smoke up your ass. Like I really, I don't know. I have long, I don't understand. I don't know how Instagram works. I don't know anything. Like I'm very unsophisticated in that respect. I literally just post lots of stories. Like that's yeah. it. People are like, oh, you can go into your profile. You can look at this thing. You can. You can pay, literally, I swear to God, someone just recently told me, oh, that guy pays for his followers. I did not know that was even, I didn't know that existed. It, it, it does. Like totally naive. Like I did, or like you can pay for reposts. I was like, really? Like some guys who I know who I won't mention, they're like, oh, I don't pay for followers, but I pay for reposts. And I was like, wow. Like, I, I don't even know what that means. Like, I really don't there know. There are some accounts that know. are
1: kind of these like big volume accounts um, that will do that. Cause I mean, it's the only way they're going to make money off of this at this point. Sure. Um, but usually brands do that for them. And like, you'll see like Dr. Smiles posted a bunch of stuff for Miguel Ortiz, you know, obviously it was like some type of paid deal the other day about some little webinar doing or whatever. Sure. you know, you see that kind of stuff. And, you know, I think that, um, there are the types that, st- you know, steal content and post it. And that's not, that's not their own. Like, I mean, I do that. I post content, but I always try to give light to who it is. Right. But some accounts will take oh, and geez. almost hide the original author's name to make it mm-hmm. seem like it's their own content. Yeah, I don't like um, that. You'll see a lot of people, like in the beginning of this all, there was a lot of Russian fake accounts being made and stuff like that. And Instagram's pretty good now about blocking all of that. But you know, that's why I tell people all the time, and I, I had this in a group text with Shane the other day, with someone we're working with on doing stuff, he's trying to grow his social media account. And I was like, listen, stop focusing on the metric. I mean, it's a it's a good idea to know like what people are liking and responding to, but honestly, like if I watch a video and I really like it. I'll forget to, you know, uh, when I actually like, you know, emotionally like it. I forget to physically go and put, hit the like button because I just move on to the next piece. I enjoyed it and I watched the whole time, but maybe I didn't engage with it. So it doesn't make it bad content. And so many guys are fixated on these metrics, like how many likes I got. Oh, okay, in the first hour, I got these many views, and that's just it's insanity. It's a drug at that point, and it's just not going to work. It's more you know, about I, I, becoming. I a I definitely
0: f- have fallen into that trap too. We, and Blake, we, we talked about this last night, Blake. But like for me now it's like the most meaningful stuff is when you get a dm that says like this made my day better or something like that we had a couple of those the other day about the podcast and that's that's where it gets you in the feels like oh man i had a positive impact so like for me it's changed to that matters more now and but it is certainly addictive and i'm glad they're going to get rid of the likes portion on instagram like i cannot wait for that to happen because it's such a stupid metric we
2: don't we don't have it in Ca- we don't have it in canada no oh, likes oh wow there's no, like. It's, it's, yeah. it's irrelevant. So I,
0: I, I like crap all yeah. the time that I yeah. don't even look at. So
2: I can, so I can see how many likes I got, but no one else. Can. Oh,
1: that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. I like that. Yeah.
2: So, yeah. So they, and that was, that's been months that they did that. Um, you know, it's funny. I think that for dentistry is probably a lot less than for some teenage kid. Uh, it's probably going to be more beneficial to, you know, from like a bullying kind of cyber, whatever standpoint, Uh, I think that that's probably where the value is in it, but, uh, I, I actually,
0: I think it's going to create more engagement is what it's going to create. I hope. Yeah.
2: Um,
1: No, I agree. I think, I think that again, the key is to become a part of the community. You know, you've got to just like you have, right. And you see like the, the happy hour we threw together in no time, there's a community there. And once you have a seat at that table, the community will organically share and promote you, right? And 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 it's less about the content you post and more about how you connect with people and them liking you so much that they want to share your content with their audience. And like that's the real way to grow your, your 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 platform. And you know, with um with uh you know the Instagram story, it's not as easy to be get to get aggregated or be found, but it's a great connection. Um, tool because really it's a vlog it's your daily journal and so people feel more connected with you through that and your posts are more of these like articulated pieces of media and and i'm a big fan of video now i think video will start to segue will start to segue into mostly video on instagram because the photos are just um there's just so many and they're just they're kind of fall we're kind of desensitized to it i guess if, if, if you will right it's kind of um Diluted down, that video will be the next segment. I think there's a lot of uh, value in that, and whether it be video of surgery cases or personal videos. Like I love the one of Todd Engel he was doing when suturing an orange. You know, like I, I think it's yeah, clever stuff. Really good. That kind of stuff is entertainment, and the more you're entertaining, that's the difference in being a big name podium guy who goes, "Oh, I got to do Instagram now," and just posting things about how great you are and this mindset of like I'm already great versus coming into the game as a young doctor saying, look, I want to entertain. I want to bring value. And then if that works out, people will ask for me to speak for them or they'll put me on a stage and I'll get to go headline at these conferences. And that's where the younger crowd's really thriving right now. They're entertaining.
2: Yeah, that's that was certainly my... I, I don't even think there actually was a mentality. Everyone says like, how did you decide to go this route? Why did you decide to do it? Did I, I, I really was just doing it for... Uh, a ch- a ch- it, it, it helped to push me first of all. Like I hadn't documented cases in years.
0: That's awesome.
2: And it really helped to push me to go back to doing that. The other thing is, and I and I normally talk about this as well when I'm trying to give more merit to it, when I'm when I am on the podium. Is that I say, you know, I used to, even though I didn't have many followers when I started. Obviously, I started getting this weird ethical dilemma where I, I've told people that it has elevated. My work not only by seeing how good so many other people are across the globe, um, but also because I will like do a surgery and in the middle of it or at the end of it, if I'm like, uh, like, would I put this on Instagram? I'm like, throw the extra stitch in, nice, that is gonna it's gonna be forcing you to be a better clinician, post, you know, it's it 100 it, because I don't just think it's just me viewing it anymore, I'm like, I'm gonna show it. And it's going to be seen by thousands of people, if not more. And if there are all those people seeing it, I want to be proud of the work that I do and the care that I do. So I really think every time I do a surgery now, it's kind of giving this mindset, whether I have the time or energy to actually post it, that would this be good enough to be on Instagram? Because for me, that is obviously showing yourself to the world is is the highest level of scrutiny. Um, And I think that's where it's really kind of elevated my care so I, I i mean i like we said I just, I just post whatever i didn't know what was gonna kind of come of it i'm excited by it blake you mentioned about a seat at the table and stuff like when you guys it's funny how there is this point where you kind of go from being i don't want to say like an outsider to an insider because i honestly reply to like every dm that i get I'm like addicted, uh, big or small. I don't like, look how many followers a person has or whatever. It may be as, it may be as quick as a wave or a fire, you know, emoji, but, but most of the time I actually engage people. People ask me to explain stuff. Like it's very tough. Lots of people send me cases to review, but I feel like I can actually remember, uh, commenting or saying something to a few guys, uh, uh, to, um, to surgical gourmet at one point in time, when I first started to Sonata and like, these are guys that kind of like, to a degree may have given me shorter, (laughs) snuffier remarks when I, when I was like seven followers, like when I first started. And, uh, then the second it's like, I get like an invite to DIA, but I don't know how you guys, I would don't even know how you came up for me. I was like, I don't even know how you came across me. Like when you asked me, I don't know how I was on your guys' radar. Oh, bro! Um, I've been I've like been sharing like, your
1: cases. I've known your work for a while. You know, like for me.
2: But it's funny you say that. But for me, as a guy who's just starting out, it literally is like I just think I'm this like I know I'm like a, a, a like a decently busy periodontist who does a I think a pretty good job. But it was not like it, it gave some validation when you guys were like do you want to speak I was like oh my god like someone this is like this message whatever it is that I'm doing my just my me-ness is like somehow like people like it like I guess like people are into it some way and like then all of a sudden now it's like you know sonata and I are talking all the time and oh dude you do the amazing work it's all like a love fest. <laughs> but I think there is and it is it, it really is. Like honestly like I am like constantly drooling over what he does and what Israel does and what Matt does. And we all do kind of different things that are our fortes. Right. And, uh, but it's either now I feel like I am part of the party to somewhere. degree. I think that's the beauty of of
1: DIA though, is like our signature sauce, if you will, is like finding new and rising talent before anybody else. You know, all the major heads from all the different, different dental conferences come to, Dia now to to like recruit and Mm poach speakers and so I mean even one of them I'm not going to call them out but like they're trying to literally their board meetings go okay how can we be like Dia (laughs) you know so which they don't get right because a lot of them are just too big and too dense and too many boards and and all that stuff but I overall I think what is unique about Dia is that it's not about like we have this past year we had Coys and Picos right not the new young Instagram Mm -hmm. guys but. (laughs) still a lot of knowledge and it was our way to bridge to say like this isn't some secluded community just to you know a bunch of millennials this is a new movement and the conference style but we also want to showcase rising talent because if not the model has always been was you know i've got to be in this industry for so long be a big enough customer that my my vendor takes me serious enough and then sell my soul and become a glorified infomercial for them, right? Yeah, and go sure. work the circuit, go speak on podiums, and basically work mm-hmm. for them. And where Instagram has given the power back to the KOLs and the influencers or the speakers is now they're in control of their own brand. Most of the brands would have to make that speaker or that that doctor ate an actual speaker a KOL. Whereas now you're making yourself a KOL. You, you have your own influence. You have your own audience. And you just tell it as what products you use. And it's the brand doesn't have the control anymore, right? It was like, I mean, honestly, it was like Suge Knight with all those rappers, right? They're like, <laughs> mm-hmm. you, don't, you don't leave the album. You don't leave, you know, we control how this works and it's not like that anymore. And so I think the paradigm shift was awesome. I love that about Instagram and that was what we're trying to embrace with DIA. So when you were there, I mean, it was it a was perfect timing. You're a rising account with a lot of talent, but it wasn't about the metric of amount of followers. It never is. It's who are these hidden gems that the internet, Is just now finding, and the rest of the world doesn't know about. So you're saying when I reach ten thousand, I won't be invited. You're done. You're too big. You're just too big. Head has grown way too large. (laughs) Hey,
0: we've only got a couple minutes left, and I want to nerd out. I want to do some rapid fire questions. So some of these questions you're going to have to like try to make it a sentence, even though you could probably go more. And I may throw you into the bus for some of your companies right now, but I don't care. Um, Trefoil, a really good option for full arch or not?
2: It's a one size fits sum that has a narrow indication, but great potential.
0: Do you use it in your practice all the time?
2: Not all the time, because again, not every patient is a candidate, and that's not a meant to be a. But for the right patient, uh, it's an amazing I'm solution.
0: I, I'm as like legitimately it, want to know.
2: It's it's I've done like seven cases, and on those seven cases, it's worked. Nice. Perfect.
0: Okay, uh, preferred full arch implant. You speak for mo- two companies on this. Which is your preferred? Just let's say a. a a uh, mandible, you got plenty of bone. It's going to be good. Just slammed on kind of case
2: for a mandible. Either for a mandible, plenty of bone, either is good. Obviously, the bulk of my experience is with Nobel. That's kind of the implant I've been placing Which for implant? a longer time. Uh, so we moved from using their Groovy originally because, it, or the Speedy. I apologize because it was external hex with kind of twelve timing spots. We then went to Active at the time of its rise. And actually, the greatest hits settle was parallel CC is the go-to by far mm-hmm. on the strawman end. Uh, you know, we're we're getting a chance to really try the BLX and see what it's all about.
0: Okay, I was going to ask you that. So you got now talk about the maxilla. You just got these caves and the soft mush jello bone. What implants? Yeah. What, what implants? Kind of your go-to right now is it the BLX or is it the active?
2: so for that type of bone i'm not active actually still just I love like strom and parallel and we so strong parallel, nobel parallel okay. cc and we actually use the narrow platform the 3.75 got it
0: thank you just wanted to yeah. fire some of those off real quick um no worries any other any other new innovations you've seen come out by either company or any company out there that have enhanced or helped you with full arch cases
2: um eh. So I, I'm I've just tested my hand. I'm I'm actually lagging in the digital realm of things. To be honest, um, the 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 newest thing that I think a lot of people do that's just for ease, Nobel released and recently released this kind of. And I don't know if you guys do this with BioHorizons. I know Strawman does it, but they're kind of full arch in a box, mm-hmm. and it just to the we have a big clinic. We do a lot of these cases, but. I also work in general practitioner offices who don't want to order an inventory of 5,000 implants and multi-unit components and all that. I think that's a really nice kind of thing um, to uh, to make access or ease of transaction for a lot of people. Fair warning though. So I think that- Fair that, warning.
0: Yeah. You've been in enough of these cases. Guided surgery is amazing and Curry Levitt, you can talk to him about this and have these arguments. What happens when you don't get stability on that one implant, you got to move it? then you got to still have other implant sizes other multi and and i'm not dogging oh, so guided listen, at all i love that's it.
2: been my that's been my my biggest kind of beef with digital i used to be like super anti because i was like oh look at me like i'm trained i'm like the specialist screw all the people that are going to be putting in implants like like a monkey could do it so <laughs> to speak and i no no cuz like that's kind of how the digital people were promoting sure. i had some nasty full arch stuff in my residency post-operative CTs showing things weren't where they thought they were, and I didn't have the tactile sense and experience to know otherwise. And so I really veered away from it, and then I naysayed it. Now I realize and appreciate that it can be more accurate than I can be. It's not just an artistry, but in lots of cases where I've used it, the stent didn't quite fit as we thought. It started to jiggle, or there was an issue. You need the foundation of being able to – I think it's important to have the foundation of being able to place implants with – in lots of one hundred percent different agree. situations before doing it. So you still should be able to do both. You shouldn't be strictly digitally trained. I would love to do it to speed up my conversions. I would love to do it to get as close to that sinus to the fraction of a millimeter, uh, you know, as close to the nerve. And that's where I think it can elevate the care for me. I would basically just bang out the pilot drills with it, with my bone reduction, make sure that's accurate, like a stack guide. So we're trying to incorporate that. And that was supposed to be part of the reason we kind of switched at my main clinic from Nobel to Straumann. They were kind of really, kind of pushing that they were going to be able to help us take it to the next level digitally. So I have yet to really do that a ton, but I would like to, that, that's something I, I'm, is a weakness for me
0: for sure. But I love what you said, elevate. It's not training wheels, it's elevating. So you need that foundation first. And that, that is 100% sure. spot on because you don't know when you have to throw that thing in the trash and, and you know, freehand right away.
1: Right. So yeah, for sure. I love it.
0: Thank you for answering those questions and being so honest. I
1: I do have one last serious question. So where do you get the mock necks? It's not a mock neck. It's just a long sleeve shirt.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's actually just like a normal long sleeve shirt. It wasn't even a mock neck. I just didn't want to, in the middle of your introduction, I didn't want to ruin your whole like shtick on like it being Clockwork (laughs) orange because it makes it, it was, it was a better imagery.
0: Uh, Oh my God. Hey guys, (laughs) I'm sorry to interrupt. I just got a text from somebody who you know, Clear Choice has added reps to like go after referring doctors, things like that, right? I don't know if you guys have noticed that. I and mean, they're expanding all over the country here in the US. Well,
2: they're placing what – they're placing Neonet now, eh? Correct. Oh, yes. yes. Um, but I just yeah. got a text yeah. from
0: somebody who's who I know there, and they just let the entire division of people go uh, at Clear Choice.
2: Like all their reps? All so, the
0: guys uh, – I guess as far as I know, and this is just coming in, so I you – know, I got to get more data, but right now it's just, what I'm aware of is the people they hired in the last year to go out and get referrals for them because they, there's a lot of like implant
1: reps and stuff too. Cause former they had,
0: implant reps and, and yeah. really good ones too. So I guess they were paying pretty well. Um,
2: like we said, no one, no one is exempt. Like uh, we are all being affected by this at every level from the, from the billionaire on wall street to the major corporation to you know my ass sitting at home making literally 0 dollars to the workers employees at restaurants like it's a this is a it's dire for sure man that sucks sorry man
1: uh, just a just a few weeks guys let's bear down get through this and the uh, the patients are going to come flooding back my i think they will i think they will i think we won't see as many full arch stuff and implant stuff in the states for a little while mm. maybe but yeah. but i think I, I, I think that if everybody gets a stimulus check People spend more than they, than they have. And and I also think people to do that. This may open,
0: like truly just came to me. I think people, when they finally get outside, be like, I'm going to do the shit that I've wanted to do for a long time. Like, I don't know if I'll be here tomorrow. Like, you know what I mean? Like I survived this, like let's live life now. So it could flip the other way and people just go, screw it. Like money comes and goes, but I want my teeth now. So I'll find a way. So you never know. And I think a positive attitude's got to help. But man, I'm so sorry to hear about people losing their
2: jobs and stuff again.
0: Sorry to end this on a bad note, but I wanted to share that with you guys because I just got that text.
2: Yeah. God By God. the way, is this what a podcast is? I feel like we just had just like had just like a phone call conversation. Yeah,
0: that's yeah. kind of what we do. <laughs> this
1: is it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, okay. We, we never
0: did this before. We started doing it, so it, we have no idea. If, that's it, it. If, it, if it
1: could be, if it could be a paying gig, this would be the easiest job. I would oh. actually do this more. <laughs> <Yeah,
0: laughs> I do it every day if I could could do that, but. Uh, but no, Phil, thank you so much for your time, man. Like I, I truly- My simply, pleasure. I'm happy to I, I, honestly I chat anytime.
2: It's great. All good. Thanks, brother. Well, if uh, we'll speak whenever. Okay. Ciao, Don't guys. it.
0: Cheers. Hey, guys, we'll catch you on the next episode of the All In Podcast. Thanks for listening to
2: the All In Podcast. See you next time.